When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Giving you the real from A to Z surrounding the Dallas Cowboys. News, updates, rumors, transactions, takes, and more. So strap up, Cowboys Nation, and start your day off with A to Z Sports. Live with Will Steele. Three, two, one. Here we go. Oh, yeah. Good morning, good people. Welcome to A to Z Sports Live, presented by Boston Scientific. We stream it live on YouTube, on Facebook, and of course, I am your host, Will Skywalker Steel. Boom! Or should I say, boom! Shouts out to NWO. What's good, Cowboys Nation? Today, we are going to play a little bit of buy or sell minicamp Cowboys edition. We're going to take a couple of the storylines, some of them top storylines, uh, one of them kind of an underrated one, and we're going to see how much you guys, the nation, are buying into them. All right, so stick around for that. No roundup today, so we're probably going to get straight into it again we're kind of in the dog days not a lot going on and you know i don't like to just pull too much out of my yeah you know i mean i'm not trying to i'm not trying to throw a bunch of crap at y'all all the time so if there's something worthy of a roundup i will definitely put it in there when i can find it but no roundup today so we'll be uh getting straight into the content here in a second should be a very easy uh and, and short show if you want to call in you can three five one nine 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 three seven a7 is the call-in line. I got three storylines that we'll talk about today, and we're going to see if we buy into them or if we're selling them until we get to camp uh, or maybe maybe the season. Maybe the season. What that said, what's good, Bomb Squad? Bomb Squad! How y'all doing this morning, man? Shout out to all the Denver Nugget fans in the building. I don't know how many there are. All one of you, maybe. Uh, but congratulations to the Denver Nuggets. I went on Twitter this morning and somebody posted a video of Jokic, I guess, celebrating. I don't know what you want to call that, but he looked like he was just ready to go. Uh, let me see if I can pull this video up for a second. Did y'all see this? Hey, Jokic, come on, dog. You just won the champion. You just won the first championship in the history of that franchise. And he just like, yeah, yeah. I want to go back home. I'm done. Somebody in the comments said, Jokic treats the NBA like an office job. 
Oh man, he just played ball, man. I got I respect it though. I ain't gonna hold you, man. He just played ball. He don't really care about all this other stuff. But uh congratulations, all one of you out there celebrating the Denver Nuggets championship. L said we ain't worried about them. We waiting on the job ja rat news. Oh you know, Ja out there playing. Pow, pow, pow. Tyrone, today's topic, Tyrone. He said, what's today's topic, Scott? We are discussing three minicamp storylines, and we're going to play a little bit of buy or sell. Buy or sell. There's two storylines that I think have been top ones, and, and then there's one that we aren't really talking about much, uh, and once we get to that actual position group, and we do state of the unit, we'll dive into every single last player. But we'll speak on that position as well but today we're talking by ourselves Tyrone appreciate you Nate Nate says fire shirt remember if y'all see me out and you never seen me before and you roll up on me like this I know you watch this show I know you watch this show all right as we let more people um, is it matriculate up in here we got about a buck 30 we can go ahead and get this thing rolling and if you looked at the thumbnail or if you look at the bottom would be my right here if you look at the bottom right, you will see Scott. I must call him Scott. Brian Schottenheimer. I don't know why I'm thinking of Scott Linehan. Brian Schottenheimer. And that's kind of what inspired today's buy or sell. Now, we're going to probably do another buy or sell defense, but today we're doing buy or sell offense. Uh, yesterday, if you guys remember on Vachet Show, we had a pretty deep discussion on Schottenheimer's interview, per se. And I think the number one storyline coming out of camp revolves around this scheme. It revolves around the tweaks, the changes, the things that are being installed down there as and worked on as they get ready to go into camp. It's It's been a main talking point in both of Brian Schottenheimer. Man, I'm, I'm going to say Marty so many times this year. Brian Schottenheimer's press conferences but i'll let you guys listen to a little bit of what shoddy had to say yesterday and we'll dive into it and then we'll get to our buyer sell which really isn't a fair question but it, i think it's a good one to start off with as we kind of get through the process here but here's shoddy talking about the offense and the wrinkles and actually reaching out it being a collaborative thing here you go um we were very selective about the changes that we made we tried to protect some of the language uh, the things that Dak has used for a long time, um, but we certainly added some wrinkles. And so, not to put a number on it, but we're somewhere in that, you know, keep 70%-ish, you know. Uh, we've certainly added some flavor, but I think the things that we put in that were new, um, not only Dak, but but Zach and Tyron and, and those guys, TP, they all like some of the adjustments and things that we've made. So it really has been a very collaborative thing where um, a lot of good give and take of the stuff that's been in place, stuff that Mike's done, stuff that I've done um in seattle and um again it's nice to kind of get through this off season and then we'll go to training camp tweak some things uh and then start getting ready for games it's, it's something about shoddy i don't know i mean if you ask jet fans if you ask seattle fans i don't know how seattle fans actually feel uh rams wherever he's been maybe they have this bad taste in their mouth from shot i don't know but it's something about his kind of swagger or confidence that is so different than what we were hearing of Kellen. Now, we'll get to that in a second in regards to Kellen because I don't want to 
I don't want to make it seem like a press conference is, you know, you take that and you say, well, this guy is like this because of his presser. I just enjoy kind of that quiet yet arrogant confidence I believe that Shadi has here. But we talked a little bit about this collaborative thing yesterday a lot on Vach's show, and I think it's important to hear him talk about going to these players. Because didn't we deal with the inverse of this the other day, uh, the other year? Not last year, but the season before. Where Amari Cooper likely spoke up privately, didn't work out. Then he had to go public with it, didn't work out. And now he's off the team. Now, for many different reasons, but nonetheless, I think when your star player comes out publicly, that means he tried privately and it didn't work out. So if Schottenheimer's going to his star guys, Dak Prescott, Zach, Tyron, and all these other guys that are integral, Tony Pollard, to the offense and saying, hey, is this, is, this, is this good for you guys? Are you comfortable? What do you want us to tweak or take out? What, what do we need to do to make this offense better for you as opposed to this is my offense, you're going to fit in it? I think that is massive, and that's such a big deal. Now, again, this one... This one might not be fair. This question might be might be lopsided because we on this channel aren't huge Kellen fans, but I want to be fair with the question. So, buy or sell McCarthy and Shadi's duo being an upgrade to Kellen's offense. Buy or sell? Likely not a fair question here, but... I do think I have to add a little context. Kellen's offense under Dak Prescott, for the most part, were always top five, top three type offenses, though. So that's why I, I wanted to ask this question, because it could not be better statistically. But it could be better, more. it could be more efficient. It could be less turnover prone compared to last year. It, it could have its advantages in other departments. But I kind of was vague with this, so I'll let you guys answer the question. Buy or sell McCarthy and Shadi's duo being an upgrade to Kellen's offense. And I'll get into the chat here and see what you guys got to say. Also, if you want to call in, you can as well. Uh, lots of buys here, which I, I figured. Tom says, I will buy with caution, but with caution. Fair? <laughs> AC. <laughs> Yo, What? He says Shadi gives him John B vibes. That's hilarious. He do got a little swag to him. Vic said bye because they're smart. They'll learn what this offense needs. Erica's bye. JT's a bye. Professor O's a bye. I think we all are buying into this, right? And, may, and maybe it's buy. Maybe we're buying into it because of the players as well, right? Because look at at the end of the day. If Dak, no matter if it's Kellett, no matter if it's JG, no matter if it's Scott Linehan, if Dak is playing, usually you're going to have a top 10, top five offense. But one of the things that I've always been keen on was, well, what happens when you pair that with quality coaching, right? Like what happens when you pair that with a real scheme as opposed to always leaning on your, your studs? And you have to lean on your stars. I get that. But what happens when you run up against a team that's equally as good? That's where coaching comes in. That's where coaching matters. So if you can kind of pair uh, a quality scheme or quality coaching with the, the DAC, the TP, the Cooks, 
the the lambs i mean now we're talking about not not just a better offense when you look at the whole buy or sell thing we're talking about here but a more lethal a more efficient i don't want to use the c word just quite yet because you got to go out there and do it but when you are efficient and you, and you don't turn the ball over a lot and here's the most important one you finish that is the ingredients of a championship offense that is so lots of uh buys some buy with caution i figured it would this would this would be it <laughs> all right we got some callers let's see if they buying this 757 you are live are you buying or selling this offense being an upgrade hey before i answer the question sky gotcha. can i ask you one sure bro all right I know we've looked at uh, the scheme from Shottenham, Schottenheimer. Yeah. Uh, but have you have have, have you seen a take on his uh, situational ball calling? Do you feel more confident that you know he'll call the right kind of plays at the right time, or are we just looking at so you know, that... the efficiency of the, of his play calling in general? That would be McCarthy. You you really should be asking that question about because Schottenheimer oh, is good. Yeah, because McCarthy is going to call the plays. Um, Schottenheimer is going to help with the install, help with the game plans, and and just kind of collaborative effort with McCarthy in regards to the week in week out. But McCarthy is the one that's going to be calling the plays, right? So I would say, hey man, simply off of that, I will buy in because we you we know how he gets down, and I think just so if. If Kellen was still, you know, around, and it, it was just play calling yeah. was more left up, left up to Mike, then uh, I, yeah, just based off, <laughs> just based off Mike calling plays, man, I'm 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 good on that. I buy, yeah, I, I, I buy into a situation elite with Mike McCarthy for sure because he's he's been here before. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's exactly, been to Super Bowls. Exactly. He's been to championship games. Um, he's he's had high level quarterbacks. He, so he look. There was a there was an excerpt of uh, him talking about Brett Favre, like he he where he said Brett Favre had a bad practice day. He's got to reel it in. Mike McCarthy is not afraid to go to Dak Prescott and say, "Hey man, look, I appreciate your aggressiveness here, but we need you to reel that in." Where I don't believe that was ever the case with Kellen. Kellen was like, "Ah, well, you know, sorry, buddy." And, and I can't and I can't wait for that kind of I can't wait for that kind of conflict between Mike right. and Dak too. Like I, I mean, I hope, I hope it's it gonna happen, but I hope it's healthy. It will be all. better. Just exactly. Yeah. So, so let me ask you one more question. Uh, so when we say, um, is it going to be more, is, is, is uh, Mike and Marty uh, offense going to be, the Marty. question was, are you bought on if, if they're more? What was that? You said Marty if is, they more, is Brian. But I, I do the same thing, bro. Marty Schottheimer. I'm going I'm to do it all year. Shoot. But uh, you said, is it going to be a more a more uh, powerful offense? What, what was the question? So the question was, are, are you buying or selling McCarthy and Shoddy, the duo, being an upgrade to Kellen's offense? Uh, an upgrade. Now, if we say it like, so would you be disappointed if we was like, if come to find out we was uh, middle of the pack on offense, but we were still, you know, on our way to, to the postseason? So when you say, that would be, you know what I mean? That would be a disappointment. Yeah, if the if the Cowboys well, be, 
I mean, look, sure. let me say this. If the it Cowboys was, go to go the playoffs, brother, it's not a disappointment. But but if the right. Cowboys are the 17th ranked offense in the league, right, where they're, hey, maybe they're 14th in yards, they're 15th in points, they're 18th in third down. Yeah, that is that is a significant downgrade to me uh, because they were always a top 10 offense, top five offense in all of those categories. So if they're middling, a middling offense, two things better be better be true here. Two things. Actually, three. You better have a ridiculous defense. I mean, a mm-hmm. defense that will can carry you all the way to the promised land, number one. Number two, you better be top five and not turn the ball over. You can't be a middle average, below average offense and turn the ball over, right? Can't do that. And number three, probably one of the most important ones. If you're going to be average to below average on offense, then damn it, you better not be average or below average when it comes to finishing the game. Finish. Because if the defense puts you in position and and you just need to finish a drive for a field goal or a touchdown, but you only scored 22 points, who the hell cares as long as you got it done? So if you're going to be an average or below average offense, you better not turn the ball over, you better finish, and your defense better be really damn good. Exactly. Well, either way, man, yeah, I'm, I'm down with Brian and Mike. I'll buy in on that. Um, but I just remember there was a point where uh, Bosch was on the train of, hey, we don't have to be number one as long as we as long it's as we true. get it done. And it made me think about, uh, you know, they say it's like uh, timing is, is, is more important than speed sometimes, like that kind of thing. So I just hope we're efficient, man. Yeah. And I feel like with Mike, it's going to be that way. So that's what good I stuff. got, man. Good stuff. Appreciate the call, brother. All right, bro. Fantastic conversation right there. That 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 is, that is something I actually – we talked about it with the defense last year where we said, hey, this defense <laughs> might not be as good in certain statistical categories, but it might be better in others, but it might not look it to other teams. But now our, our defense actually got better last year. Think about that for a second. And it still can get better. Uh, offensively, I'm of that ilk too. I don't need the offense to be number one. But I, I'm, I'm also understanding, I don't think it can be... 15, 16, 18. I don't think it can be that because now you're putting way too much onus on the defense and you better be super, super clean offensively. So, you know, if it goes from being with the cat or the Cowboys, number three, something like that last year to number eight, number nine in yards, but still five or six in points. Yeah, that's something you can live with. But you go from number three, number four to number 15, 16, 17. That is to me, that'd be a little bit worrisome. Yeah, I get what he was saying, Tom. Slow is smooth, smooth is fast. Uh, Funny, if you go look at the, uh, I think it was a Von Miller pass rush camp. If you guys get a chance, go check out Cam Jordan, I want to say it was. Cam Jordan had a very similar kind of quote where he was talking about, you know, get to the spot. If you get to the spot fast, and I'm probably saying this wrong. if If you think fast and you get to the spot if you think wrong, but you think fast, you you might get to the right direction. But if you think slow and you're right, get off my field is basically what he was saying. So he basically was out there telling these dudes like what Mike or what what uh Michael Parsons said to Sam Williams last year. Hey man, if you're gonna make a mistake, make the mistake at 110% because you might mess around and be right. But if you're gonna make a mistake at 70%, you hurting everybody. Get off the field. Because it's always gonna be somebody faster or trying to get to that spot faster than you is what cam jordan says so kind of 
kind of similar. I'm actually find that that video for y'all. It was a good. One. All right, one more on on uh, buy or sell shot. And by the way, and we got a lot of callers. We can always go back and forth on these on these uh, categories here. So don't feel free. We'll get one more though. Uh, nine one two. What it is? What it do? Hey, right, what's going on, Scott? Good morning, man. You, you take you, you taking off? What's that? Are you taking off on the airplane, dog? <laughs> no, nah, man, I'm rolling. I'm rolling this trash can out, man. I'm at work. How y'all doing? I got I'm, about to, I'm about to the can. I'm about to the can. My guy, appreciate so, you. What's it, up? With you? Anyway, I'm a, I'm a buy, bro. Okay. I'm a buy. I got to. You know what I mean? We got a. I, I won't say a new regime, but we got a, a new way of living. What gives you the confidence? We got a new confidence? way of living in that offense. I, I, I mean. You, I mean, you gotta have. I mean, anytime you break up with your girl and you get a new one, you gotta have faith in her. You feel me? True, true. <laughs> so, but, but see, uh, some it, people it, will call that the honeymoon phase. Are we in that honeymoon phase, or is this legitimate? We see some long-term relationship relationship type of traits here. Oh, I gotta see how I gotta see how how down she is. You feel me? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know what I mean? I'm, I'm just right now. We're just taking her out to dinner. You know, we, we ain't talking about putting no ring on the finger yet. Well, but, uh, I no, no, you, you, you just gotta have that faith. You know, I think, I think they look at what our strengths are, what our weaknesses are, and uh, try to make the strength stronger. Try to fix the weakness. Uh, I mean, if you check it out, I, I mean, we really need to emphasize on the run game. But I, I think something that they could do to make it even better is um, the play-action game. That Prescott yes. is just phenomenal in the play-action game. Yeah. And you got you got all these uh, quick, quirky guys. And you got people like uh, Spoonmaker. That would be a nice little tool, a nice little, you know, new weapon. And, and Deuce, you know, quick cut. And uh, you said these offensive linemen are getting excited about it. Well, they, yeah. they only get excited when they run blocking. <laughs> but, <laughs> well, hey, maybe honest, maybe those tweaks, maybe the tweaks in the offense, uh, majority of them or some of them will come from the run game. Yeah. 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 That that Prescott, I want to say, last year, I want to say, I'm not sure, but he was in quite the low low to mid seventies in uh, completion percentage off of play action. And if if you look back at his stats for a year, he's always been good, you know, on oh, play yeah. action. He's been that's fantastic. Something, yeah. That's something I wish I wish Kellen, you know, would have done more efficiently. And Kellen Kellen Moore, he, he would call plays. I don't think he really put too much thought to end. I'm gonna make plays for these guys. You know what I mean? Because everybody has a different skill mm. set. And I don't think he really took advantage of that. Now if Mike and uh Scotty if they can get on the same page, you know, they, they can do Scott something is. special. Yeah. Uh, so, so I mean, basically, I, I'm trying to say we we probably looking at a top five offense. You know what I, I mean? But I, 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 I think that's possible, back. bro. I got the call back when you talk about the defense because my bold statement, you know, this year we're going to have number one defense. I Come believe. on, man. Come on, baby. Come on. Come yeah. on. Save it. Yeah. I got you. I got you. I got you. I got you to buy. I got you by yourself. I got you by I think tomorrow. Maybe we'll do tomorrow. We'll do the defense. But, but yeah, look, yeah. brother. But 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 I'm talking fall. about phenomenal. I'm I'm talking about the best defense that we probably seen since what the early 2000 Buccaneers. Ooh, come on. What are you talking here? 
And I, I, I got to talk to you about my, my boy Overshawn, you know, you know what I mean? Because I talked to you and Vox, you know, when we drafted him. I was trying to tell you, hey, man, we in good hands. You know, this guy's going to clean up. I'm going to be honest with you, that's Donovan, Donovan Wilson's little brother. <laughs> that's his bro. I'm I'm really intrigued. I mean, I don't want to get too far off track, but I'm really intrigued to see where they kind of find a home for him in year one because he's got the traits and talent to really play uh, kind yeah. of three different levels if he wanted to. So I'm really intrigued to yeah, see what I they remember, do with him. I remember when I when I told uh, you know Vox that he could take Jordan Lewis's job. You know, you, oh, yeah, he no. could play slot. Yes, he could I still play don't slot. believe that. When I say all three uh, levels, I, I mean, if they want to bulk up to be kind of a, of a small pass rusher, maybe. If you want to stay at linebacker, linebacker. If you want to do some safety things, safety things. But uh, Yeah, yeah, like a, like a, uh, like an Adams, Adams type Yeah, player. there you go. Yeah, perfect. Man, that's a perfect yeah. comp right there, Jamal Adams. Yeah. yeah. Hey, hey, that boy that boy hit like a, a B-Dog. He is a missile. And the Cowboys got two of those kind of kamikaze type missiles now. Yeah. I, I called him uh, – a weapon of mass destruction is what I called uh, Overshawn. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's why I said he he's Donovan Wilson's little brother. They they got they basically yeah. got the same play style. Yeah, you know, uh, I, I mean the coach compared we, him to Donovan. We could stick him at corner. We, uh, we could stick him at corner. That could end up being your uh, curse replacement. Could be. Well, curse is safety. Yeah, 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 yeah. If if they decide to do big nickel with him, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that's why I think I think it had a lot to do with why they drafted him. You know, you you know the things that Dan Quinn likes to do. He likes to find these hybrid players. Let me let me put him over here. Let me put him over here. And I, uh, the, the Marvion, you know, I've been I've been watching him, you know, at Texas, and he's just one of them players. You can pretty much put him anywhere. He got four or five speeds, so he's got length. He he got instinct. Sometimes he's wrong, you know. But I ain't gonna eat your lunch for that. You know, you mess up, mess up big hell. Let's but but playmakers. I mean, that's what. That's what got uh, that's that's what got Diggs, you know, really breaking out the year before last was because he was just taking chances. Boy was taking chances and he was making plays. Well, we gonna but see. I'm that. excited. I'm excited about the offense too, though. But that oh, that defense boy. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm just excited, man. Yeah. I, I appreciate your show. I listen to you and Vach all the time. The volume, everything. Man, I love what y'all got going on, man. Keep it up. Salute, man. Appreciate you. Good call. Yes, sir, thank you. Yeah, we'll get to. In fact, I might even bring up Overshown tomorrow. We'll see. We'll see what I, what I come up with for buy or sell there. But we, we're doing buy or sell offense today, and let's get to the next one here. Maybe the most competitive uh, camp battle. Not wide receiver four, not left guard, but RB two. I feel like RB2 is kind of getting not a lot of play by us. And it should. Because think about it for a second. Whoever the second running back is, is going to get significant playing time. Significant opportunities. A lot of snaps. And one guy that's going to be gunning for that is Malik Davis. And Malik Davis got a chance to to speak with the media here, and I'll play like a 20-second clip or something in a second. But Malik Davis is going to be competing for that spot here. And I know there was some drama that went down with Malik Davis uh, over the airwaves a couple weeks ago, uh, but that's not really what I want to talk about here. I want to talk about him competing, at the very least, to complete the running back committee. Um, And when I look at this room, 
I think I brought this up to y'all before. If we're going to go a committee approach, which I think we should, which means three running backs are getting opportunities, getting snaps, especially in the 17-game season, because once you get to the postseason, you're going to need your top guy, Tony Pollard, to be ready to go. It reminds me a little bit of the 2009 Saints, where they didn't have, now Tony Pollard's the big name, but they didn't have this Derrick Henry type of guy. They had three dudes, Mike Bell, uh, Pierre Thomas, and obviously Reggie Bush. Now, Reggie Bush eventually, you know, top five pick, became a superstar type of guy. But at that time, Reggie Bush was, was not like that just quite yet, but he was kind of a dual threat dude. But they used three backs is kind of what I'm getting at here. We've seen it before, too, with the Giants. We've seen it before. Uh, I think the Ravens might have did it in that 2012 run. But we've seen committees kind of carry the load through the play and get to the playoffs. I think it'll be a committee approach behind Tony Pollard, but Tony Pollard will be the feature guy. But I don't think you want to treat Tony Pollard like they might have treated DeMarco Murray or Ezekiel Elliott before. I don't think you should ever do that anymore in today's game. And Malik Davis could have a lot to say about that. Uh, they talked to Malik. They asked Malik about his expectations for 2023 and, and what he's focused on. And uh, this is what Malik Davis had to say. I'll say just uh, understanding. Just um, when I'm going out, just knowing knowing, knowing what's going to happen before the ball snaps. You know, that's that's what that's what I want to focus on this offseason. Just to uh, do more than I did last year. Help my, team, help my team win more games. I think there is a, there's an edge to Malik Davis. I think there is some truth to him being what's the word I want to use here annoyed uh, maybe upset that he didn't get ticked last year and look if it's all true it's rightfully so I would be upset too you know uh, you get into the playoffs and he he was a guy that has some spark and you lost your biggest spark plug and you didn't give him the opportunity so I, I, I don't I don't mind him having that type of chip. Now, take that anger, take that frustration, and let's utilize it, bottle it up, and utilize it in the right way. So my question for you, buy or sell Malik Davis finishing the season as RB2? We will get into the entire running back room without a shadow of a doubt when we do our state of the unit. But right now, that room is looking like for RB2, Ronald Jones, Malik Davis, and Deuce Vaughn, Rico Dowdle, but man, Rico just always getting hurt. But those are the guys behind Tony Pollard. So do you buy or sell Malik Davis finishing as RB2 in the running back room? This one probably will not be an overwhelmingly one way or other. Wow, actually a lot more sell on here than I expected. A lot more so. Hell, oh my gosh. Everybody said so. I'm a little, okay, here's, so now we're getting some buys rolling in here. I honestly thought it'd be more buys and, and some, some sales in there. It's actually mostly sales here. So let's, let's talk about it for a little bit. I, I don't want to go too too far into this room because i want to save it for a state of the unit but is this because of the lack of what malik davis can do or are you guys more higher on deuce vaughn or ronald jones or what have you because me personally i know how i feel i 
I'm, I could roll with this room right now and be fine. I know a lot of people are, are worried, and I get it. Not a lot of experience besides Ronald Jones and Tony, <clears throat> excuse me, and Tony Pollard. But I like a lot of things about all these backs, including Malik. But the question, though, was buy or sell Malik Davis finishing the season as RB2. Swain said, I don't think we've seen enough to put him here. I mean, that's that's fair. Maybe this is a hold. Maybe I should add that in there. Would you guys hold on that until maybe we get to what preseason? <laughs> Florida Cowboys said people are selling because they want Zeke back. Small sample size, says Michael. Fair. I, I don't think this is crazy to say bye now I, I will be completely honest with you uh i'll say just uh I mean, understanding just quiet, um, when i'm going be quiet quiet i'll be completely honest with you i am a little bit higher on ronald jones than probably a lot of y'all i personally think ronald jones could handle the rb2 duties perfectly fine um, so I think he's he's going to be battling with him. I think Deuce is going to kind of be more of a specialty guy to start off unless there's injuries or something like that that happens. But I don't think it's it's crazy to, to buy it. I don't. I don't think it's crazy to sell it either because you've got guys like Rojo, potentially another guy that comes into the offense uh, that's out on the street right now. We don't know what's going to happen with Deuce. But I don't, I don't think it's crazy to buy it either because he kind of has that that well-rounded game where you can give him the ball as a, as a pure runner. You could throw it to him out the backfield. Um, and he, I think when his name was called, his number was called, he, he came through for you. So I think honestly seeing the buy and the sell kind of even out feels about right. feels about right. Jay SoCal said he's lazy. I don't know the kid. I haven't heard too much about that, but I'll be very interested to, hear what makes Malik Davis lazy. I didn't realize that. Interesting. All right, let's get the D shift on the horn. What's good, man? Hey, what's good, bro? Yeah, Thank man. I'm gonna have to uh I'm gonna have to sell it just because okay. in the past we've seen better talent. Uh you can go Dez, uh Coop, uh Martellus Bennett, you know, just guys that were Uber talented. Wait, what are you selling, you know, bro? With, with Malik Davis, okay, uh, okay, I just okay. basically put out the fact that we've had talented, more talented guys basically basically complain about their role. Gotcha. And to, to come in as a rookie, um, still haven't proven it. Now I'm I'm with you, man. I think he's fully capable of being a RB two. Um, but I, I think just that doghouse is is too strong when it comes to the organization. So, but D. No. Uh the running back Skip Pete, he's not here no more. Uh, yeah, and I mean, it, it could be coach. deeper than that, right? It could I'd be. I'd say just, the, just just with the coaches and how everything got shifted around, we see there's a I mean, there's a bigger network of just how this thing operates that common sense-wise, like as fans, we, we've been like banging for certain talent, but we don't know what's going on in that locker room. And if, if y'all can get an insider on that, if, man. If, if we're talking, if we're talking front office, yeah, I can't, I can't argue with you because if, if the, the Joneses got say in regards to that, then nothing changed in that matter. But the play yeah. caller and the running backs coach did change. So I wonder if oh. politics were being played from a coaching level 
if that will play in Malik's favors now that they're gone. It's just something I'm just discussing. I have no idea, but that's just something. I I'm hope so, and maybe even even with the Schottenheimer being more of a run guy, uh, maybe him just kind of watching from from back. Uh, I don't know what his job is like. It, what it you know what what he does as far as like being around the guys and what type of camaraderie he's building with them or how he's getting to know them. But um, I, I think you, you, you're good with that. Um, but as far as the upgrade on offense because of the coaches, man, I'm going to put it on layway. Like, I ain't going to quite buy or sell it. We, I'm just going to put it on layway. I, I, we go, yeah, we're just going to put it on layway, bro. Like, cause, cause, like if, if, I can't, if I can't come up with nothing by then, then, nah, I, I'm just going to have to put it back. Because, like, with, you know, it was kind of interesting when Linehan was coming out the door. You know, we were feeling good about Kellen and just his creativity. Uh, the biggest thing for us with Linehan was lack of. So I, I just don't understand how as, uh, the coach, Mike McCarthy, just thinking about on all the things, man, how he hasn't stepped in or wasn't able to step in at this point to uh, stop the things that we didn't like, you know, Kellen doing. So I don't know if that's the him and Dak thing because Dak, you know, liked what Kellen did. Um, so, I, again, with that, I don't know as much as – the the Kellen thing kind of like messed up that. How much of that did he like like about what you know what Kellen did? You know, and I mean, so he obviously was They liked seventy percent of it. <laughs> think about it. <laughs> they keep it seventy yeah. percent off. And, and look, that's the thing about Kellen. Like that's why I tried to be fair earlier. And we've been saying this for I don't know how many months, but it's not like the offense was terrible. Like there were a lot of good things to like about the offense. It really wasn't so much the X's and O's all the time. It was kind of the the situational things, and maybe there was some X's and O's in regards to pass game concepts, but there was clearly things that even McCarthy liked. He said, hey, hey we're going to keep a lot of these things, but we're going to tweak some of some of the things that we believe will help make this offense better. So, Yeah, man. I mean, I don't know, man. I, you know, I'm sorry about the voice today, though, bro. It's kind of... Kind of a little under the weather, but uh, nah, that's all I have for the show, bro. Right. I'll catch you in the chat. My guy, appreciate you, DJ. Yeah, I don't look, we I could we could bash on Kellen all, all day, and that's no problem, but I do want to be fair. Like, there were things that in that offense that did work, it's just a matter of what well, consistently doing those things or adjusting to those things that work or just flat out being better situationally. But uh, I agree with Scott, I keep saying Scott, Marty, and Scott, I don't know why. I agree with Shoddy. That's probably why I'm saying Scott. And that it's not that it's broke. There are things that just need to A, B, tweak, completely taken out, adding our flavor, as he called it, and then McCarthy in regards to situational football. Like, those things ultimately matter uh, when you get down to the nitty-gritty. So before we get to the final one, y'all know what I'm buying. We're not selling Boston Scientific Cowboys Nation. In the U.S., more than 39 million men suffer from ED. It can affect your self-esteem and impact your most important relationships. If you've tried pills or any other things that haven't worked, there is a solution. There is hope. Take a free online assessment that you can share with your doctor. Click the ad in the description. There's a permanent, satisfying solution waiting for you. Visit edcure.org. Get the facts. Find a urologist who can offer treatment options that work. Again, that's edcure.org. Brought to you by Boston Scientific. It ain't hard, but you can be.
You're listening to A to Z Sports. Do it live! At some point, hoping to broadcast in front of the millions of Cowboys fans to bring you the real. But for now, strap up and reach for the sky. Here's your host, <laughs> Skywalker Steel. Right, I'm though. Skywalker. I'm here to rescue you. We'll do it live. I'm technically selling Boston Scientific to y'all. But I buy into it. Uh, good question here, Mr. Bernie. <clears throat> he said, buy or sell Gallup 100% healthy now or will be the 2021 pre-injury Gallup once again. 2022 pre-injury. It's a good question. I, I don't. That's a health type thing, but I hope I'm, I'm pushing and praying, you know, pushing and praying that, that he is 20. If I can get 2021 Michael Gallup, this Cowboys wide receiver room is going to be fantastic. I think it's already going to be good, but it's going to be super fantastic. Super fantastic. Uh, Iceberg says, by the end of preseason, the headlines will be Jalen Tobert has pulled himself up to third receiver. So you think he'll beat out Michael Gallup? Well, I tell you, man. If That's so funny that I read that after you read up to Michael Gallup. If Jalen Tobert, and Iceberg Slim, he, he loves hyperboles, but I don't know if this one is quite a crazy hyperbole. Iceberg said we had Eric Williams on the team, Cam Chancellor. Who else you said we had, Iceberg? Travis Kelsey. God, I hope all your, your predictions are right. He says, though, if Jalen Tobert, or Jalen Tobert by the end of, do you say preseason? Preseason will be wide receiver three. If that happens. I hope it's because he's just so damn good. Not because Michael Gallup was so damn bad. I always like to put that out there. We want to see all these dudes rise the depth chart, but we want to see it because of the competitive nature, not because somebody got hurt, not because somebody sucked, because that's not good for Dallas. If Jalen Tobert is your wide receiver three, because Michael Gallup sucks, your wide receiver room suffers. This is not a good thing for Dallas. This is a bad thing. You want Jalen Tobert to earn that. So, to me, I put a pause on that because I need to know how it happened. If Jalen Tobert is there because of the competitive part, man, that's wonderful. That is fantastic. If Jalen Tobert is there because Michael got been good or got hurt, that is bad for your room. I still think Gallup is going to be three, uh, especially if he's not injured. I don't really see why he would, would fall beyond that. Uh, and Jalen is still learning, you know, Gallup was going into year six. You know, this is a totally different situation. Speaking of Jalen Tober, fantastic segue here. I was going to speak about the wide receiver for battle, but nonetheless, he's going to be in a battle with one semi Fayoko. Maybe he'll be in a battle with Michael or Michael Gallup. We'll see. Both are having quality off seasons talking about Semi Fayoko and my, and uh, Jalen Tobin. But the mental strides, the mental strides are the strides that he's taking that are you're seeing the residual effects, residual effects on the field. He says, I've always been an overthinker. I want everything to be perfect. I want everything to be how it's supposed to be. That's just a trait of mine. I feel like that kind of hurt. Me in a sense last year where I was thinking too much instead of just playing. Now when I hear something, 
I'm just able to line up, know what's going on, look at the coverage, jump out my shoes, and make a play. Wide receiver coach is Robert Prince. He spoke about that. He, he, he talked about how he's seeing the mental side of things in a positive way, have an effect on the field. Here's Robert Prince talking about Jalen Tobert. Jalen Tobert, second year working with him. Mm -hmm. He seems much more comfortable with what you're asking of him. What, what, what his development has, have you been pleased with? Yeah, uh, you know, JT, he, he really attacked this offseason. Um, he did a tremendous job. Uh, you know, when, when they're allowed to come in the building, he's been in the building and shoot, he's uh, also got a chance to, you know, talk with CD and with Brandon. I mean, he's been on Brandon's hip and, and you know, learning from him and, you know, definitely you see the improvement. He's not out there really thinking as much and playing with more speed and more physicalness. Um, yeah, he's done a tremendous job. And you're hearing that from Tobert himself, Prince. Uh, who else was it out there that said that? Schottheimer. Schottheimer said it as well. So you're you're seeing the mental aspect of the game kind of catch up with his physical talents out there. And he's got the talent. We, we've said that about a couple of players on here. So if you 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 got a lot of talent in this league. Many players have the talent. But can you put it all together? And I listened to Tobert's interview. And I thought it was interesting that he said, I went back home. I got around my friends. We got around, you know, friends from school. And kind of reminded my basically this is what he's saying. I kind of reminded myself that, you know, I'm him. Because, you know, you get back home, you get to school, you get around people that be like, yo. Why are you doubting yourself? You nice. You like that. You set records at South Alabama. You know, you got invited to the senior bowl and showed out. The Cowboys drafted you in the third round. You just need to be reminded that all that you did to get here is still in you. And Jalen Tober just needed that kind of confidence. And I think he's gaining it with this, this I guess, the, the nuances of the offense changing, right? We talked about how McCarthy said, the secret sauce, not allowing these guys to think much. And that's exactly what Tobert has been saying from the start of or the start of offseason, is that he's not going to have to think as much. Prince also said the same damn thing. So, buy or sell here. Jalen Tobert making a significant year to jump. Buy or sell. I'll get to some of these, these MG questions in a second. Buy or sell Jalen Tolbert making a significant year to jump. This could be interesting, right? This could be significant, could not look like 40 catches, 600 yards, six touchdowns. Significant can look like 15 receptions, 160 yards in a touchdown. Seriously. Because of where he started last year. Significant can look like I'm not inactive on game day. Significant can look like instead of 18 snaps all season, I got 180. So you can definitely spin this into an easy buy without the production looking like it. Because if the top three receivers are healthy, the likelihood of a Jalen Tobert making a said Wilson type of wide receiver for a year where, where somebody got hurt is pretty slim. So I think you do have to tweak your lens when you're looking at what a significant jump for Jalen Tobert means. So I, I would buy this for sure. I think he will make a significant jump, but it may not show 
on the field in regards to statistically. It may not show. Hell, who he might not even beat out Semi, but he still would make a significant jump. And I think you're already seeing that happen mentally. So I would I wouldn't I wouldn't be upset with buying this one here. Uh, somebody had asked me. I mean, I got through here. Somebody brought something up about about the MG question. A lot of MG talking here. Now I can't find it. My bad. Oh, here it is. Uh, Lewis. He said, "M Sky, does MG have to be a hundred percent to be effective if Brandon and CD are taking the spotlight? I mean, you would hope he's a hundred percent. I mean, at some point in in the season." These guys are never a hundred percent, but everything we're hearing, he's the the health is not the issue at this moment. Will it be an issue during the season if he gets hit or if he gets nicked up or something like that? That is that is a question we can't answer. But right now, if if Michael Gallup is healthy, I don't see why Michael Gallup as your third guy. And I think I saw Iceberg say, you know, Tober won't see the same coverages that you know Gallup, Cooks, and, and Lamb will see. I would argue to say. Gallup's not going to see the same coverages that Cooks and Lamb will see. So whoever is the recipient of Lamb and Cooks, I think will have a productive season because they're they're the third guy, right? They're in the third leg. So if Gallup goes down and say it's Semi or say it's it's Tober, that guy should definitely click because you're still paying attention to Lamb, you're paying attention to Cooks, Tony Pollard. And who the hell, who's to say that, you know, Schottenheimer and, and McCarthy don't cook up some things schematically as well. So I think whether it's Gallup, whether it's Tober, whether it's Semi, whoever that third guy is, is going to have a productive season because of the attention that the other guys will get. For sure. Mr. Dunn said, need him to play like Semi and Tober to play like starters. Again, man, if them two boys play like starters... And you already got three quality receivers. I mean, we're talking about. Nah, I ain't gonna go that far. Because we did have we did have Michael Gallup, Amari Cooper, CD Lamb, all healthy in 2020. Just didn't have a quarterback healthy. But maybe we're getting back to that. If you if you get you getting back to that depth. If you get Tobert and, and Simi to up their game, you could argue maybe the depth is better than. But I gotta give credit to Say it Wilson. Got to give credit to Sebos. Nah, Tom, you ain't stirring the pot. We have a conversation. You just a hater. You you just a hater on Michael Gallup. That's all that is, man. And I don't understand. You should be rooting like hell for that man to, to, to go off. Instead, you want to put that toxic energy out there as if we don't got evidence when the man is healthy, he balls out. Golly, put the toxic back in front of your name, man. You ain't all in time no more. You toxic. Player haters club. Toxic, one of them guys out. He wants Michael Gallup to fail so he can come back here and say, see, I told y'all. And put his little devil emojis in there. Man, y'all ain't shit, man. Los. See, Los is the power of positivity. What's up, Los? Yo, good morning, Sky, man. Hey, I'm going to make my phone, uh, my phone call quick because, you okay. know, it's, I know you got some uh, other great callers hanging around, but... I'm I'm a I'm gonna give it to you straight. I'm gonna sell that this offense is gonna be better than last year. However, Ooh. that's gonna be on paper. But I am going to buy that this offense is gonna be more situational aware of their play calling 
and use the player's strengths more. And three things that we can look for is, you know, CD and cooks and play action. That's going to be deadly. Pre-movement in the line to set up runs for TP and Jones, right? Because one thing you saw about Kellen is he was a little bit hesitant of running these good route calls. Because the, the frustrating thing, you know, like he said, Sky, is you saw it. Like you saw he could set up these runs, but then later just scratch it out the window, right? And I feel like if we can set up our runs better, we can still, you know, decide our offense. And our third thing is our route concepts. Because damn it, Sky, I was damn tired of the damn curl routes. And that one play, <laughs> I, I, I don't know if you can remind me, but it was that one play where all their wide receivers ran the same curl route in a critical situation. I was like, what are y'all? Yeah, the, the, the league picked up on, on, on Kellen's stick route offense in critical moments. It, it was either off verts, you saw that a lot, or, or curls. And I know we, we exaggerate the curl thing because the, the reason why we exaggerate the curl thing because they usually happen in significant moments, right? Like, they're obviously not running 50 curl routes a game, but it happens in significant moments. And what annoys me about the passing game concept is that I just never thought there was enough uh, emphasis on stressing the stress defender. I didn't think there was ever emphasis on it being dribbling with a purpose. We talk about that a lot, right? Like, this, this receiver is running this route to clear this out for this guy. It was a lot of mirror stuff. Uh, when they did do kind of base, and it, don't have to be, it doesn't have to be crazy, bro. Daggers, stick routes. These are simple concepts that stress defenders. Instead, I think we got a lot of kind of lackadaisical passing game concepts uh, where Kellen might have thought more about the actual lineup, the actual personnel set, the pre-snap motion or three-by-one, two-by-three with a motion than the, than the, the uh, play in itself, the passing game X's and O's concept in itself. And that annoyed the shit out of me when I watched the film. It was just like, bro, this is a lazy passing game concept. Exactly, Scott. And I'll leave it with this, man. I will say the two games I have circled for this year that's really going to say a lot about this offense is going to be back-to-back. It's going to be October 8th and October 16th. And I'll tell you why. How is this coaching staff going to get ready for these games? Because you're going to be facing a team that has bounced you off the playoffs twice and majority is you couldn't score. Correct me if I'm wrong, right? The defense done their job last yeah, year. Yeah, you couldn't and score the, against them. The year before that, you just twice. couldn't even score. So how are you going to – what are you going to do uh, offensively? And the next week, this is a McCarthy week. You can finally prove to, to you know, that guy behind the other coaching side that, hey, I'm him and you were the thorn in the in the road that caused us to, like, not, you're not, you're not going to get me fired, basically. I'm gonna prove to you that you're you're the reason why we what, can't like. Let me look up some real quick. You know, I ain't got time, but McCarthy has been in these type of battles before with San Fran, right? Like he's had playoff battles, he's had regular season battles where he's won up against when when San Fran was a top defense. So you know, Kellen is still learning how to play against these top defenses and what it means from a competitive nature. McCarthy's been there. So, yeah, I think he'll definitely go into that game and take it personally. Well, yeah, Scott, I'll leave, you, I'll leave you with those. and I'll leave you with my thoughts on that. But, yeah, you have a great morning. I can't wait to talk about this defense tomorrow if you're going to talk about it. Because, man, I tell you what, Scott, it's going to be scary for any team that, that's going to line up against us. Because, like Micah said, if you can't score, you can't win. And that's, 
you just gotta love Micah. You you just gotta love him as a football player. Yeah. Just the fact that we have him, man, it's just a blessing, man. And I don't know how 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 many times Cowboys can you get in these blessings, but let's hope they don't run out. Peace. My God, appreciate you, man. Uh, I was reading something, Aaron. Where'd it go? But it's a skill in of itself to produce the damn show, talk to y'all, and then follow the chat. I'm always losing these damn comments. I need one of them producers in my ear, you know. I'll find it. In the meantime, let me talk to 832. What's good, man? Hey, man. What's up, Sky? How you doing? I'm good, brother. How are you? Hey, man. No complaints. No complaints. Buying or selling... Jalen Tobit specifically. Uh, I, I think I'm a. I think I'm gonna be like your man. I'm gonna Perfect. put that on layaway. <laughs> I, I, I think I'm. A, I think I'm gonna have to put that one on layaway. Only, only because not because of the player, man. Because for me, a lot of the mindset is changing about uh, who's gonna be doing what who, and merit based. I think it's gonna be more merit based. We talk a lot about the politics and yeah. I nobody loves Zeke as much as I love Zeke, you know, kinda of going back to the, the running back thing. Nobody loves Zeke as much as I love Zeke, but Zeke got too much run here towards the end. And he wasn't in, I don't know if he intended to be a progress stopper or not, but that's kinda of what he wound up being and that was just a strictly a political thing. So we we won't know yeah, to me. So we won't know going back to Tobit, we won't know really what he is until he shows us something. We can have the college sure. tape and we can hear the interviews. And all that stuff is all that stuff is good, all that stuff is positive. He's he's trending at least mentally in the right direction. And and from what has gone on with him in camp about the strides he's made to hey, he, he it's going the way it needs to go. He, he's gonna get an opportunity here. The same thing going back to Malik Davis. Those guys are going to get opportunities. So most of the buying and selling on either one of those guys, for me, is going to be based on, hey, what are you going to do when you get your opportunity? Because now you're going to get your opportunity. Yeah. Uh, and, um, so hopefully they're, they're, they're both prepared to, to, to step in because I believe they're going to get chances. That's why I like the, the most thing, I, the thing I like the most about the offense changing is that they're going to be able to adapt. When we're talking about efficiency offensively and, and things like that, they're going to be able, as you just said, they're going to be able to stress uh, deep defenses in particular areas where they need to stress them. It, it, we talked about San Francisco uh, last year. Their weakness was their secondary, their cornerbacks, yeah. and we could not attack them. You know, and, and the lack of speed we had—that's a contributor to that. You can't you can't go after somebody if you don't have the you know if you don't have the weapons to do it. But still, there are ways if you know uh, that you a, had to uh, do it schematically, was, right? You know, when yeah, you yeah. didn't have all the guys because you because you still had guys, you just didn't use them for whatever reason. Yeah, you didn't use them exactly. That's my whole point. Uh, you, you, if you got you got some guys, you got uh, use. That's where the system comes in. Yeah, that's where the coaching comes in. You you find a way to go after that that guy's weakness. Hey, you don't you, you know you don't have an automatic. Hey, man, get the get the revolver out. And train your eye, you know, get be a better shot, you know, whatever you got to do. So we'll, we'll have to wait and see. I, at least I will. I have to wait and see. I'm excited uh, just to see what happens because again, we're gonna we're gonna see this play out in real time. And this will, as I've said myself, this won't be as much on the offensive side in general about the players as it's gonna be about the coaching and the scheme. Uh, the, the players that's are gonna a, do what they're gonna do. That's a great mm-hmm. point. And as you were talking about it, and, and it kind of got me thinking about stress players. 
Uh, we brought right. up we brought up like explosive players, but I think that's what I want to use. That's the buzzword I want to use this season in regards to these five names because I think the Cowboys have five stress players defense offensively that they can use at any given moment how they want. Obviously, C.D. Lamb, Kevontae Turpin, uh, Brandon Cooks, Deuce Vaughn, mm-hmm. and Tony Pollard. These guys I would mm-hmm. consider stress players. And then when it's, when the field shrinks, right, and you get into the red zone, I think that levels up a little bit here. You can add in Michael Gallup. You can throw in uh, Jake Ferguson, mm-hmm. right? You can even, if you right. want, throw in a Peyton Hendershot once you get to that green zone, you know, that money zone we talk about, that green zone area, 35-yard mm-hmm. line. You could throw in Hendershot. Right. So I think the Cowboys mm-hmm. definitely have a handful of stress players. It'd just be up to Schottenheimer and McCarthy to put them in position to stress the defense. I never thought that was the case prior. Uh, now, I will give Kellen yeah. a little bit of credit when, uh-huh. with C.D. Lamb. He did try to use C.D. Lamb as stress opportunities, moving him around. Uh, so I'll give him a little bit with that. Uh, but we got a okay. handful of these boys now. So I think if, if they can use them at their disposal week in, week out. Yeah, exactly. Can they can they can they manufacture enough mismatches? They've got yeah. the they got the pieces, and again, it's matchup football now. It's not, yep. uh, and, and just you know, just to go back to what Kellen again, Kellen learned what he knew about offensive play calling and offensive football from who Scott Minahan, and, and those guys, Minahan and Garrett, you can say those both of those guys, they experienced their successes in a different era of football offensively, where it was about hey, this dude is just better than yours. So I ain't got to be real creative. I just got to make sure, hey, you know, I, I call this play and give this guy an opportunity. We don't have to, you know, they, they, you, you do what works and you stay with what's familiar to you, and, and but sometimes it catches up with you. You heard that from Dan Quinn himself. You know, he said, hey, look, I had to learn to evolve, and that was the thing yes. with Minahan. And it, they didn't evolve. They, did, they, 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 they played offensive football basically like it was still 1995 well, because yeah. that's what they saw work. They won, yeah, they won Super Bowls doing that. So you can, in 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 a, in a real way, you can understand why they were resistant to change in that. But but again, we, it's a new day, and we've got guys that are willing on the coaching staff to say, "Hey, look, we're going to open doors for some of you cats to come in here and do this." So we'll we'll see what happens, man. We'll see what happens. That's what I that's what I would like to see. Hey, can you you, you can have a Tony Potter, and you can have a CD Lamb, and you can have a Brandon Cooks. Hey, man, how are you going to get these guys in a spot where? Your defense is always guessing and always a step behind them. Yeah, and 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 we'll and we'll see and we'll see what that happens, man. But but Jayden told me, hey man, good luck to you, sir. We'll see what you got. <laughs> and uh, thank you for taking the call, Scott. Always, man. Always a good call too. Yeah, that that that. Yeah, yes, sir. That reminded me, like like having that conversation definitely reminded me of having those stress players. But uh, I even give I even give Scott Linehan credit too uh, early on. Not later, early on, because of, you know, he came in and, and he kind of, y'all remember, we were we were a super pass-happy team when JG was calling the plays. Scott came in, bore more, was more balanced. Tony Romo had his best season uh, when Scott Linehan was involved. And, and then what he was able to do with Dak Prescott early. But like, like the caller said, he never could adapt to the league changing around him. The game passed him by and... That's where we got Kellen Moore stepping in, where obviously Kellen had all the cool, fun things, but he didn't have the experience to put it all together and make a story out of it, right? Uh, So now I think, hope at least, you get a combination of McCarthy's taking some years back, understanding what's going on. Schottenheimer's a smart guy too. 
All right, Schottenheimer's been around. He's been an analytical uh, analytics guy for multiple teams now. Pass game coordinator for uh, Trevor Lawrence. He's been a player caller of his own. So you get these guys coming together and hopefully like Dan Quinn saying, hey, I had to take a step back. I had to realize what's going on around the league and up my game. You, you get the best of both worlds. You get an experienced Super Bowl winner and you get a guy or guys together that understand how to tweak some things to do what's best in today's game. Haven't really had that at the same time, right? We haven't really had that. We've always had the smartest guy in the room in Jason Garrett or the smartest guy in the room in, in Kellen Moore, but no experience there. Ironically, the one experienced guy we did have in Scott Linehan, he put together two of the most prolific offensive seasons, right? 2014 and 2016. And hell, you could argue 2015 with all those terrible quarterbacks with the injuries. He still rushed for, you know, solid rushing performances and offense was terrible because the quarterback was terrible. But nonetheless, experience can matter, man. You just got to be able to marry the two. Very true. So let me say, you see the immaturity of Kellen allowed to allow has allowed a coach who offense was outdated now take his offense and mix it with the west coast and mike mccarthy has stole all the hybrid sets hey, hey look this league is about stealing how many times did you hear me and jesse come on here and say damn it did you just see what brian dayball did nick sirianni or, or, or andy Re still that i'm taking all that and i'm adding my tweaks to it that's all the league is any damn way West Coast offense ain't really Bill Walsh's offense, but uh, we gonna give it to Bill Walsh. But that's a that's a that's a discussion for another day. That's a discussion for another. He made it what it was, but Bill Walsh kind of got that elsewhere. But that's just the league, though. That that's how it works. That's how it works. All right, man. Good. Actually, a lot of good conversations today. I, I didn't know how the buy or sell segment would go, but I like it. I like it a lot, and I actually want to continue to do this maybe we'll do it tomorrow on defense i mean we could still do some buy or sell i wrote some things down some buy or sell uh topics on offense too but let's switch it to defense tomorrow if y'all don't mind let's switch it to defense let's get these super chats did i read any other super chat here we go. The 13th. We got a couple. Uh, smoke one for you. Drop five. He says, Sky, I just posted 18 to 19 Seattle offense. And man, great run attack and deep shots and offense word up, which is why we have fast wide receivers now. Uh, did you post it on, on Twitter? Go ahead. Tag me in that. I'll go check it out. But crazy you say that because I forgot to put this up. Not that one. Where you at? That one. Uh, we talked about this yesterday. We talked about it months ago when he was hired. I'm telling you, those three seasons with Schottenheimer in Dak's ear, I'm sorry, in Russell Wilson's ear as a play caller, was the best three-season run of Russ's career. Another thing, very underrated thing that I hope happens, is that Shotty's in the booth. Think about that for a second. If Schottenheimer's in the booth, he's seeing what's happening up there as kind of the liaison offensively to now a Mike. This cornerback is biting when we run in play action oppo. If we if we shorten the play action and come back on a quick slant to Michael Gallup, he might house this. You know what I mean? He's seeing all this and being able to. And Mike is a he's a veteran. Mike's been in this game forever. Got you. Let me relay this information in. 
Kellen Moore wasn't hearing none of that. Kellen Moore didn't want. How many times did me and Coach Marv say, Kellen, go to the booth, dog? You can't be the smartest man in the room, but don't want to go to the position that will put you in the best position to do your smart things. You, what you want to feel for? Nope. Nobody is getting hyped with you. You know, you, you're not, you're not pumping anybody up. Take your ass in the booth. Tell us what you see. Do all the calculations. Run all the numbers in your head. Get your rain man on. And put us in the damn, the, the perfect play. But nonetheless, man, when Shoddy was running things, the Seattle offense was a top 10 scoring offense. Russell Wilson was a top quarterback. I'll see that change. Slim asked, how good was Lockett in that offense? I'd imagine, I mean, Lockett's been fantastic. <laughs> you know, Lockett's been fantastic. I, w- I would imagine he went off. But, uh, yeah, that just reminded me of that smoke one for you. Appreciate you. And then Jay Versick, thanks, man. He just, Super chat. Just dropping, just dropping five for the love. Said just send us some love. D C four L. Appreciate you, Jay. Yeah, I, I really hope that we see Schottenheimer in the booth, man. I think there will be something about having all these guys aligned. And a couple more rolling in. Super chat. Brother L drop one say, yo, be shot in the box underrated. Hashtag box talk. Be shot in the box. I like that. Super chat. And then tricks drop two. Thank you. It says, someone Zeke or Cook. I want James Robinson. So I saw James Robinson was released by what the Patriots? What like, is something wrong with bruh? Uh, he had a pretty good year a couple years ago. And he's been bouncing around. Like, is something wrong with him? Is he hurt? Is he a cancer? I, I wouldn't mind bringing him in for a cup of coffee, as as Law would say, and see what's going on, what's going zone. But I mean, I would take I would take Cook over him for sure. D. Shift said, "What does Shoddy do?" So right now, that's why I use the term liaison of sorts. He's not the play caller. But he is going to help with the install. He's going to help with uh, the weekly game plans and whatnot. He's basically McCarthy's right-hand man, essentially, is is what he is. Now, he is listed as the offensive coordinator. Kind of look at it in the same vein as you see guys like uh, McVay, Shanahan, uh, who other? I think Holmgren at one point was like that. McCarthy, same thing with McCarthy. McCarthy has had offensive coordinators by name, but he was the play caller. Right. So this isn't uncommon. Uh, Many a team, same thing with defense uh, of coaches. Some defensive coordinators are head coaches, but they have to they have a defensive coordinator, but they aren't calling the plays. Uh, This is kind of the same mode. But I do think Schottenheimer is going to have more of an input than maybe your run of the mill offensive coordinator under a McVeigh because McVeigh's system is already installed where Kellen has been here for for four years, three under McCarthy, and it was McK- it was Kellen's system, and McCarthy was just kind of like, hey, you know, let's just find the best way to make this work. So now you're getting a drastic change, and I think Schottenheimer is going to help with that change. Schottenheimer being the analytical guy, seeing things from afar with multiple teams, and how the game has changed, I think is going to help Mike McCarthy. That makes sense. All right, Brother L gave us some context on James Robinson. He says injuries were the issue. 
and the veteran running back couldn't stay on the field per sources uh, from the athletic. <sighs> well, if injuries are the issue, man, I don't know if we want to bring another injured injured guy into the fold. You talking about Jeff Wilson, Iceberg Slim? He said, "What about the back from Miami? Didn't Jeff Wilson go back?" I love Jeff. I think Jeff Wilson is a fantastic like third leg in a, in a running back by committee. Can can be your second guy if need to be, but I really really hope. We talked about RB2 today. If you missed the show today, we did three buy or sell topics and one of them was an RB2 situation. I really really hope that this running back room goes by committee after Tony Pollard. Like Tony Pollard's your lead guy. You want Tony Pollard to get about 275 touches, right? Minimum, honestly, you might, you might want him to, to get close to that three, but you you want you want those touches to not be twenty every game, twenty twenty five every game. You don't want that because it's seventeen games. You want it to be twenty games, and you want him to be ready to go for the playoffs. So you want guys like a Ronald Jones or or Deuce Vaughn or uh, Malik Davis to be a part of that committee and get actual touches and productive touches, so you don't have to hammer one guy. I don't think the league is like that no more. I don't think it's like that. But all right, Cowboys Nation. We're going to go ahead and get up out of here. Uh, later today, I'll be back on with Vach. Vach and Buddy Live Show. Y'all know the schedule by now. We will be live Monday through Friday, Monday through Thursday this week. And then Mo will be back on doing his thing for A to Z Sports Primetime. Do me a favor. If you enjoyed today's topic, today's show, hit that like button on your way out. Uh, I actually liked it a lot. I, I might go ahead and parlay this into the defensive side tomorrow and drum up some more conversation because that's what we do here. I need to get me a look. We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it and try to figure it out. Now, defense, more exciting side of the ball because there's less questions there. Uh, but all depends how you look at it. Some people find mystery exciting. With that said, hit the like button on your way out. If you've just jumped in here and you're like, what is all this madness? I want to be a part of it, but I can't comment. It's because you have to be a subscriber to be a part of the Bomb Squad. Bomb Squad! They make this thing go. They make this thing go in the chat, often having their own damn show in the chat. But I'm going to go ahead, press this button, get up out of here. Absolutely fantastic show today. Y'all were great. Uh, appreciate the super chats. Appreciate the calls. Make sure y'all call in uh, tomorrow as well or later. You can find me and Vach. Nuance World Order. We're getting Nuance World Order shirts, by the way. A lot of that is in the making. Best believe it. Uh, turn off this music. Here we go. I am the all-in mod. You ain't all in no more, Tom. You fooled me. Bamboozled. Run amok. Put that damn toxic back in front of your name. Then the world will be right. We out of here. Love you. Hi, Mom.